This is a bonus episode. You guys, you made me do this. You made it happen. This is a Halloween spooktacular in in July. I'm mad. I'm really mad. I'm I'm just so genuinely mad. Um, I, you know what? Let's do this. We'll make it more ambient. Hold on. Here we go. Let's do this. There it is. Spooky. Okay. L- let me let me tell you something. Okay, I. So you you guys heard the podcast about the PB about their trip in Montana. I made an outlandish, apparently outlandish statement in which I said that all horror movies, every horror movie I've ever seen has been incredible. Okay? Every horror movie I have ever seen has been incredible. It's a factual statement. It's factual. There's, There's no lie in that statement. And apparently... I was, uh, you know, a, an outlier in uh, in in this vein of belief. I was a, um, I, I was the public enemy number one. I mean, everybody around the fire looked at me like I was a moron, and so I was, you know, I, there was a trailer on Instagram. Yeah, last night for, uh, this is really informal, so I hope you don't mind me pulling it up. I'm going to pull it up right meow. Okay. It's a trailer for a movie called Prey, P-R-E-Y, for the devil. It's about, the trailer looked like, you know, this nun is like being attacked by Satan, right? Amazing premise. Cannot wait to see it. And I sent this, this trailer on Instagram to the Instagram, uh, group chat of, of those of us who went to the book club. And I said, I will watch this movie and I will enjoy it. And it will be bad, but also no. Because there's no such thing as a bad horror movie. At all. It doesn't exist. And it doesn't end there. Ladies and gentlemen, it does not end there. I then took a poll. Okay. On my Instagram. Took a poll. And again, soups in form. So we're going to read the, uh, oh my God, 94% of the people said yes, one person said no. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like totally ruin this person's reputation for who said no, but I know this person and I love this person and this person knows who he is. And I love him because everyone else, including my fiance, said yes. The woman I am intending to marry and spend the rest of my life with watching horror movies, babe, the ones that you like, you know, the ones that we, I sent her the trailer of this movie, Pray for the Devil, on board to watch it. But, oh, I went to pump fake for the Instagram clout. That's not... That's not how this works. That's not how a marriage is built. You like the things that I like. That's real marriage. I'm so mad. The love of my life. 
voted yes. Here's why, okay? <laughs> Here's why. There's no such thing as a bad horror movie, okay? <laughs> this is also ad-free because I am using like copyrighted music, so I'm not going to make money off of this one. So enjoy this ad-free episode brought to you in part by There's No Such Thing as a Bad Horror Movie. Every metric you can come up with for a bad movie, right? The plot sucks. Uh, the characters don't make sense. Um, suspension of, of belief goes out the window because of, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, I'm not a film scholar. I just love horror movies, and I love horror everything. Like, I love horror literature. It doesn't make it great literature. Like, I can read Ernest Hemingway and Stephen King in the same day and be like, hmm, these are, these are great. This is a wonder. This is a wonderful thing. I read it and Matterhorn on my deployment to Afghanistan. Those are huge ass books, big ass fucking books. I read them both and loved them both. I was gonna say equally, but that's not true. I definitely like Matterhorn more than it. But that being said, it's a phenomenal book. It is, it is a phenomenal book. The movies that just came out, phenomenal movies, incredible. Are they ridiculous? Absolutely. Does the plot not make sense? Nope. Here's why that doesn't matter in a horror movie. Right? We'll take it for an example. Just to start off, you have a murdering alien clown. Nope. Wrong. Sorry. You have a murdering alien creature from another world that falls to earth. This is canonical in the book and in the films. Falls to earth like Jesus. <laughs> okay? And then in order to consume fear, he takes on the image of a clown because kids trust clowns back in the 60s, and that's when Stephen King was alive, and so he was like, that's going to hold up. Even though clowns are fucking terrifying today, don't get me wrong, but the clown is like uh, supposed to be a good guy because kids liked clowns. You know, they weren't always scary. And then John Wayne Gacy came along and murdered like 33 kids. So you got this clown, this alien takes the form of a clown to lure kids in because kids' fears are more palpable. Incredible, right? Metaphor. That's not real. It's not fucking, it's not a real thing that happens in reality. So you can suspend your disbelief to a higher degree. It's the same thing with the Marvel movies. Like Thanos, who's like a, a, a seven foot dude purple with, a, with an iron glove with stones and has a ball sack chin. You can suspend your belief and be like, that's a totally valid, viable option in this universe. And I'm not going to look any deeper than that because it doesn't matter. I'm here to waste my money and be entertained. And you know what? God damn it. I was. It's the same thing with horror movies. You go to a horror movie, right? To be entertained. You go to a horror movie because, you know, my life right now is pretty goddamn great. Compared to the kids fighting off a murdering alien clown, right? Compared to what's her face in the do Patrick Wilson fighting an evil demonic nun, I got a pretty good life. 
you go there to release that, right? It's 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 like an inoculate. It's a it's a it's a mental vaccine. You go to a horror movie, as shitty as it might be, because you need to get inoculated from the real horrors and fears of the world. That's why you do it. It's it's a suspension of belief. It's inoculation of fear. You go to a safe environment. Everyone in the theater is there to see the same thing, experience the same thing. And when that jump scare happens, which, you know, if I'm watching on the couch, I gotta hide behind a pillow because I'm a raging pussy. But you do that in order to experience fear, experience, might I say, horror and terror in a safe and controlled environment. Because it's not real. The clown is not coming for you. It doesn't matter how many nightmares you have. The point of the nightmares is because like that's something that it scares you and you want to like look at your fears in the ball sack and be like, I'm not afraid of you anymore because I know that you're just a dude in some makeup. And by any metric you want to judge a film by, again, plot, the worst horror movie I have ever seen is fucking great. Sleepaway Camp 2. Uh, Camp, uh, Sleepaway Camp 2, what's that one called? <sighs> Dead Campers? No, that's two on the nose, right? I feel like that's... <coughs> I don't know. It'll come to me. Sleepaway Camp 2. Sleepaway Camp 1. By, by the way, okay. But, ah, God, I should have taken notes and made an outline and, and wrote an essay. Sleepaway Camp 1. Classic 80s horror. Classic. Takes a whole Jason Voorhees at a camp thing. Turns it on his head, right? I'm not going to spoil it for you because you should go watch that movie. And I'm speaking to a very specific person. I'm not going to say his name. But he knows probably who he is because he was Batman the whole time. That being said, <laughs> that oh my god, that being said, okay, huh? This movie, I you know what? I am gonna spoil it because it came out in the eighties. Fuck you. That being said, so there's this chick, right? There's this girl here <clears throat> in this camp. There's a murderer happening in this camp, and then uh, these these camp counselors try to find out who's killing them, and it turns out that it's the chick, but that's not the only twist. No, no, no. The twist is the chick has a dick, because the chick is actually the chick's brother, right? And you see full 80s, like, balls, peen, and bush at the end, and it's kind of fucking wild, but... But it's very, actually, it is genuinely a very iconic scene in horror. That being said, whatever, great movie, Gr- phenomenal movie. If you like the 80s campy vibes, which I do, and you should, because it's the 80s were the golden era of horror, right? With the makeup and the cinematography, and it, it's, it's a classic, it's a classic take on horror. It's campy, it's fun, it's gory over the top all the things we like in horror right right blood and guts and stuff Sleepaway Camp 2 god damn it that's an awful movie right but it's awesome it's awesome it's a sequel and the the chick with the dick 
gets a gender reassignment surgery for whatever reason, and becomes a camp counselor at another camp and does the same thing. And there's a, one scene in this film, this cin- cinematic masterpiece on par with Citizen Kane where she takes a drill and just like butchers this chick in a car and it's hilarious it's hilarious does it make sense? no but it doesn't have to because that's the point of horror the point of horror is not to oh here's a perfectly constructed plot like Hereditary, it's a great movie it has an insane amount of plot holes. Very tight knit, tightly knit film. But it also doesn't really make a lot of sense with a lot of the things that they did. I think that they got a girl who, you know, could really act and and really just leaned into that. I forget her name. She was in a lot of she's in a lot of other stuff. Like that scene where she's in the the fucking like corner of the ceiling, and you can have iconic horror movies like that. Like Hereditary is iconic, Midsommar, insane, in an insane film in absolute like buck fucking wild movie. Great, you can have like a twenty four levels of horror. And then you can have Sleepaway Camp 2. Um, unhappy Campers. Sorry. Bang the table. My bad. Apologies. Unhappy Campers. Thank you. It doesn't matter, right? Like, the, the plot doesn't need to be consistent in a horror film. Because it's a horror film. It's meant to be... It's, it's literally fodder. You're like, hey, here's a bunch of att- attractive teenagers, right? And you could you could start the film off like like Shakespeare did with Romeo and Juliet, and he has that chorus come out and be like, this is exactly what's going to happen in this movie. You could do that with a horror movie and just like like line up the characters across the screen with their name, their age, a little biography about them, and you could point to which ones are going to die, which ones are going to live, which ones going to show her tits. Right? Like, you could do that, and it would still be incredibly enjoyable. There's no, there's no need for a, for a plot in a horror movie, because it's like, how can we take our skills in, in makeup and practical effects and make people die creatively? That's what horror is, right? It's, it's, it, 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 I gotta watch my heart rate. Okay, I have I have a heart condition, so I'm gonna take a breath, take a sip. You know, I'm sitting here thinking that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is such a thing as a bad horror movie. Like my buddy said, Sharknado. But that had a plot. That made sense within its own universe. And I think that's the, the, the point that I'm getting at. Is the plot might not make sense to you. But internally to their own universe. It works. 
you have to suspend your disbelief when you go to a horror movie. You have to go knowing I'm not going to watch necessarily a cinematic masterpiece unless it's Sleepaway Camp 2 on Happy Campers. You have to go to it knowing that you're, you are getting what you pay for. You know, it's like this. You get your McDonald's french fries, right? That's what horror movies are. They're greasy, they're bad for you. You know what you're going to get. You pay for what you get. You get what you pay for, excuse me. But they're they're amazing, right? You're not going to some steakhouse to get like those, those potato wedges, which are not fries, by the way, Red Robin. And even that is like, you know, borderline fast food. But that being said, you know, you're not going to some artisanal french fry I don't know I was going to say sabalier but that's like wine right like you're not going you're going to McDonald's and you're going to pay a dollar and you're going to get french fries for a dollar and they are going to be delicious but you get what you pay for but horror horror is like that you're not you're not going to watch it for the 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 artistic uh, nuance some people are cuz they're nerds i'm not i think hereditary and sleepaway camp 2 on happy campers are on the same level for me one of them is more memorable hereditary is more memorable because it is a better made film but i remember just as much from sleepaway camp 2 on happy campers because it's great and because I enjoyed it. And if you want to take a metric of, of film, right, of good, what makes a film good? Is it the plot? What if it has all plot but it's not really entertaining? Then you're looking at just like marketing to a bunch of snobby pseudo-intellectuals. Went to Juilliard and dropped out because I couldn't be an actor. And they're like, well... If you can't do, teach. And we don't want that. And then what if it has all entertainment and no plot? Well, I think that those two types of films are still good. If it entertains the shit out of you, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Okay, like Malignant. Did you see that film? Malignant is just absolutely... (laughs) It is insane. It is... So uh, here's a story, right? My fiance and I, we watched this film together on HBO Max. And the film is about this woman who hits her head. I just realized my phone is connected to this recording device and you probably heard that. Oh, you know what? My boy is coming in clutch. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Mac Profit for the... Sorry. I just, whatever. Shout out. I just shouted him out. You know, he just... Th- what that noise you heard was, was him DMing me, being like, yeah, man, you're right. He voted no. There's no such thing as a bad horror movie. Malignant is about this chick who has an abusive husband. He... He slams her up against the wall, hits, she hits her head, and then people around her start dying. And the police suspect that it's her. And it kind of is. 
And this one's a little bit newer, and I won't necessarily spoil it because, and here's the reason why you should go watch this movie. It is, it is bad. It's a bad movie. The plot makes no sense. It makes absolutely zero sense. But there is this scene, okay? There is a, there, there is a scene at the end of this film, Malignant, that is my jaw hit the floor and I, you know, I'm a pretty astute amateur scholar of horror films, okay? I, my fiance, who's going to come on the actual regular show, not this bonus episode, right? She's going to come on. She gets annoyed at me because I can like usually predict how horror movies go because they're all consistent within their own universe. They have rules that they have to follow. You have to follow these rules within horror movies, right? Again, that's what makes them good. Malignant was the ending, the, the last, I would say, 20, maybe 25 minutes of that film are the most insane, jaw-dropping, and enjoyable moments I have had watching a horror movie. I My jaw hit the floor. I reeled it back up like I was in like a Scooby-Doo cartoon where I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And then I did not stop laughing until the credits. And then after the credits, or I'm sorry, right, right, the credits start. And I'm like just sitting there in stunned silence at the end of this film. My bride... To be, to be is is sitting in stunned silence and the that that like we, <laughs> we just this is this is how the conversation went immediately after the film what what i i don't know i i don't know what? What? I, I, I don't. That's that was the conversation. We just—it was just so insane. It rendered me speechless. When's the last time a movie left you speechless? That you were like, "That's a bad movie." <laughs> Malignant is really, really, really bad. It's bad. But you should go watch it because it's great. Because, again, to wrap this whole thing up, there's no such thing as a bad horror movie. It doesn't exist. As bad as Malignant was, it left me speechless in a good way. I was like processing what I just watched. And it left me speechless. That's how you know it's good. It might be shitty, but at least it has its own rules. Even if you don't know what they are, the movie, you know, it has a consistent type of logic to it, a consistent structure within that universe, within that reality. And I don't want to give away the the 
If you have not seen this movie, you're going to think that I'm insane. I'm telling you, I dare you to go watch this movie and try to predict the ending. I fucking double dog dare you. You can't do it. It is absolutely off the rails insane. But it is consistent within its own reality. Within Within its own universe, it works. If you just suspend your disbelief about how things operate in the real world... And you enter into that world like you're supposed to. It's like you go dreaming. Nobody wakes up from a dream and is like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Because I was just in a Denny's and then like I blinked and then I was out by a lake. So this dream is obviously shitty. You know how like vain you sound? <laughs> when you say that stuff? I'm having a blast doing this one, by the way. Within its own universe, it has a logical consistency. And that's what makes them all good. If you enter into that world and you leave this one behind you, you leave this world behind, you enter into that world like you're going for a dream. You're just like drifting off to sleep and this is your dream. You will never come away from a horror movie being like, that was fucking stupid. You'll you'll say, that was dumb. I liked it though. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. It scared me a couple times. Got a, got a couple jump scares. Got the adrenaline going. Also, my life is not as bad as those 13 children Jason Voorhees murdered with a machete. So, you know, like I'm, you know, in, 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 in a perfect world, I'm doing all right. In this world, I'm doing all right. Because compared to that world, I'm, you know, well, goddammit. It just, I mean, like, he put her in a sleeping bag and flung her over his head and smacked her into a tree. I don't know. I'm right. I know that I'm right. And I think, I, I mean, I ranted for a bit, but I think that it, I, I, I think that I made a pretty good case. As to why you're wrong about horror movies. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just think that uh, we need to reevaluate what good and bad horror movies mean. Because again, by any metric, if you suspend your disbelief and enter into that world, they're, they're, they're rock stars in their own way. They are, they are incredible in their own way. And even if you want to talk about like the artistic piece, the, the talent that it takes to, like, like, like uh, what is his name? Savini, Tom, Tom Savini, Todd Savini. I think it's Tom Savini. Right, he was a. I think he was a combat camera in Vietnam, and he revolutionized the way that we do blood and guts in horror movies because he saw the real thing. He was in Vietnam. He saw the. He saw. He was in the shit. Right, and so he took that literal example that he saw in the horrors of warfare, and brought them into the horrors of cinema. Again, in order to inoculate, 
right? Because no one should go see the horrors of war. It is an unfortunate byproduct of our humanic, hum, humanic, human hubris. It is a, it is a unfortunate byproduct of what what makes us human. And so Savini comes back home and creates very realistic looking gore for the, the, the time period, the 80s. Practical effects, mind you, right? No CGI, figured out how to pump blood through, you know, blowing through a tube or like air compressors blowing up people's heads or limbs coming off. That takes a lot of talent. That takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of skill to learn how to do that, how to dye fucking corn syrup the right amount of red so that it looks like blood, to get the consistency just right so it like, you know, it looks and feels and drips and there there is a skill to that. And I think that that kind of stuff should be celebrated. And I think it should be celebrated by everyone because everybody has a part to play in horror. Every single person in a horror movie is important, even if they're just cannon fodder, right? Because they are setting the stakes to a certain degree of this person's killed. Okay, well, we know who's next, right? If this, if, 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 if big titty fucking goth girl gets killed... We know it's only a matter of time before the jock gets it. There's a pattern. There's there's a there's a there's a formula you got to follow. And so it builds that tension when the jock is around and he's walking through the woods. It builds the tension for the next character to get killed because you know it's coming. You know you know it's coming. And so when it's a fake out you're like, "Oh man, and it releases just a little bit of that pressure, but not enough. Because then the tension builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And then maybe you get another fake out and it releases that pressure. And then finally when the kill happens, you're like, <gasps> you breathe a little bit. Because you know it's coming, you're waiting, the tension is building, and then it happens. You're like, holy shit. I've talked for 30 minutes about why horror movies are good. This is insane. This is absolutely mental. More or less, I'm I would love to hear <clears throat> the the logic, right, of what makes a horror movie bad. I would love to hear the the thought process behind what constitutes a bad horror movie in contrast to what I have just said. Right? If I'm wrong, I'd love to know. I think that I'm right. So, we're going to say that's all for me today, okay? We're going we're gonna to sign off, and again, I'm, we're not going to play any ads. I'm not going to do any plugs. I'm just going to say, happy Halloween. 
Hail Satan. Long live gore. Long live horror. And the next time you go watch a horror movie, you leave that theater, you call me. I don't care where you are. I don't care what part of the country you're from. What part of the world. You call me the next time you see a horror movie. And you 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 tell me to my ear. Okay? That what you just saw was not great. I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying it was, you know... You know, you're not supposed to tell, you know, that was not a cinematic masterpiece and I went with a film scholar. No. You call me and you tell me, you know what, I really just didn't enjoy myself for one minute in that in that movie. Nothing about that was enjoyable to me. And then maybe we can have a conversation. If you can do that, maybe we can go a little bit further. But until that happens, I'm signing off. <laughs>